0: to the Animation Addicts podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 193, Space Jam, Sad Charles. To the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you. Each episode, we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, and everything in between. From hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders, this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love and appreciation of animation. So, hop on your nerdy couch, grab some snacks, and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Stradling. And I'm Chelsea Robson. And today we are heading back into the 90s. We're hopping in our spaceship and we are going to be reviewing a 1996 classic Space Jam. So this is a very interesting movie, and I'm really excited to talk about Space Jam. Space Jam is a film that I definitely grew up with and had seen many, many, many times. So I'm interested to hear Chelsea's thoughts on the film. So let's dive right into it.
1: everybody, get up. It's time to slam now. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the
0: Space Jam. All All right. All right, before we dive into our review of Space Jam, I wanted to give some general information about the film. The studio was Warner Brothers. The director was Joe Pitka. Release date, November 15th, 1996. Budget, $80 million. And the box office was $230.4 million. If you're not familiar with the plot of Space Jam, basically it's Michael Jordan gets kidnapped by the Looney Tunes who need him to help win a basketball game so that way they don't become... Slaves to another alien race. Yeah, that's what it's about, guys. That's Space Jam. That's what it's <laughs> <laughs> So there's a lot going on in Space Jam. We have aliens, we have the Looney Tunes, we have Michael Jordan. This this big smash of all sorts of things. And you think that's not gonna work out very well, but it kind of does. <laughs> Before you get into your initial thoughts, what's your background with this film?
1: So my initial background on this film is I... We never had it in my house. And so I can't say that I have any nostalgia for it because I literally watched it before this episode. So this is the first time. However... Wow. Okay. Okay. Yes. However, I always wanted to watch this movie. This (laughs) was always a movie that was like... Like as a kid, I remember... Like that one time when you came over and you were trying to get Marissa to buy a, you know, the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I went over to another guy's house and they had it, and I always had that same thing of like, "Hey, how about we watch that one? That would be
0: great." <laughs> like, I am surprised they turned it down. I feel like a lot of guys really love this movie.
1: You know, he obviously was not on his game that day. <laughs> It was, so, but I, yeah, I I was never able to watch this movie and I always felt a little bit like, dang it. But then about a couple years ago, I guess the DVD just happened, like showed up in our house. And every time I looked at it, I thought about that time when I wanted to have that guy, like we were like 10 or something like that. So it's like Mm -hmm. when I was at my friend's house and I was like, can we watch this movie? And they, we didn't end up watching it. And so. But at the same time, I've never had enough of a desire to actually put it in and watch it (laughs) because it's like it's there. There's a lot of other things that I could watch. Doesn't really seem like applicable right now. Uh, So, yeah, that's my background with this film. And then we decided to put it on the podcast and I watched it.
0: Yeah, my brother's. We're big into basketball. And obviously this was a film which we watched many, many times in my house. So I have a lot of these lines memorized and there's a lot of nostalgia to this film. Also enjoy basketball and sports and golf and baseball. And so we get all three of those in this film. So it's really, really fun to go back and watch it. I thought that it was, and it was pretty quick. It wasn't it felt like it didn't drag on. It gets to the the main event, which is the the big basketball game, pretty quickly. Um, there's just a few little plot points to get there along the way. But
1: see, I had the opposite.
0: Okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, give me your first thoughts of their film now that you've you've set the stage.
1: I just I felt like it just took so long like there was just a whole <laughs> every sequence was a montage of some kind and i'm like all right we get it you play basketball all right we get it you you don't play basketball you're you're now a baseball player okay we get it that you're going to start playing basketball again like it's just I, and i get it in the fact that he was larger than life he was michael jordan the man the myth the legend throughout the 90s and th- actually Basketball of the '90s was the only time that I consistently followed a team, any type of team sport. Mm-hmm. So I was very much aware of the All Star. You know, Charles Barkley was a like. I'm from Arizona. We're Morgan and I are from Arizona, so it's like, especially during the '90s when the Suns were like kicking it. You know, they were everybody knew who charles barkley was and he was our man and even today i respect charles barkley barkley's my man main reason nostalgia of you were the guy that i watched when i was like nine ten years old like you were cool the plot points just it was just so rambling it just felt like it rambled now you
0: (laughs) yeah so you know this is so this this whole premise of this film is so funny you know i'd already explained what it's about but you have michael jordan who is as big as big as can be and i love that they play around this concept of him like retiring and playing baseball which you know he retired in 93 and and came back later but which he does come back um yeah by the time this film had come back he was back playing basketball but the fact that it, it focuses on this period of time where he was a bit going to become a baseball player.
1: He was failing at it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he was not a great baseball player. And I think even he would admit that, you know, but Hey, good for trying and, and trying to follow your g- dreams and whatnot. But I just love that. That's a part of the storyline that this, you know, he's, he's kind of not washed up, but he's just given up. He's, retired from basketball, he's doing baseball, but the Looney Tunes need him. So he has to get those old college shorts and shoes out and help the Looney Tunes beat the bad guys.
1: Didn't he come out like he came out of retirement after this? Uh, Around
0: around the same time.
1: Yeah. So I feel like it was just like he was just taking a break. He knew he was going to jump back in. And so he was like, I need another way to establish my dominance by putting myself in a Looney Tunes movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's really funny
0: because this, this film was, you know, in development for a while and they, they kind of, they, they wanted Michael Jordan, but then at the same time, the studio wanted like a, an actual actor, (laughs) right? (laughs) you know, because athletes and sometimes these other people are not necessarily the best actors and their, their delivery and their lines are just really hard, but they couldn't find anyone better basically. You know, they, no one wanted to take on the role and, and it works because it is Michael Jordan. Yeah. Right. again, like this film could have just been out been about any basketball person, you know, they could have found an actor, but the fact that it's about Michael Jordan and it's so very much aligns with what happened in his real life just makes it that much better. I don't know. It's just the, yeah, it, <laughs> the actual, you know, points of his career of retiring and coming back are in it. It's
1: just, uh, yeah. Michael Jordan was everything in the nineties. Oh, so no. Yeah. And I, I, Especially, have you have you watched the the documentary, The Last Dance on uh-huh. Netflix? Yeah. So I was I haven't been able to watch the whole thing, but I was able to watch the first episode, and I it's just I have a lot of respect for people who are able to be excellent in whatever they decide to do, and he was excellent, and everybody that he surrounded himself and all of the major players that they had at this time, they were all excellent at what they did, and. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate just being able to see that. And and like, as a side note, going back to like, you know, he said that he just decides to go into, into baseball. And it's like, if you are excellent in one sport, you're going to be above average, if nothing else, in most every <laughs> other sport. But I'm looking at it, and I just... They couldn't have made this film, I i don't think, with anyone other than Michael Jordan. Because mm-hmm. he was larger than life, and it wasn't just... And there was one point in time where... So Wayne Knight, they have him, and he plays... Um, I'm looking at the IMDb on, on his page, and it's just like all of the... <laughs> Like this one as himself, this one as himself, Bugsy Malone as himself, like Charles Barkley as, you know, so it's like, oh, okay, good. I'm glad you're all here. Like the whole premise of this was like, what was happening? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just, it's like so contrived. It's like, okay, so we have
0: Moron Mountain, which is this theme park that these aliens have. And the owner of it is Danny DeVito. (laughs) Mr. Swackhammer. And he, who else would you get though? I mean, right. Well, apparently they had a really hard time finding like any celebrity talent for this because people were just like, ah, no, I have to, I have to be, I got it. uh, A character and I have to play against a a celebrity or a, an athlete. I eh, I don't know about that, but he was really the only person that they could get for the voices to, to do that. But he's great. I, I love him as a good old villain, but you know, he wants to find new attractions for his business that's failing. You know, there's the kids like, this is boring. And so he decides that they need the Looney Tunes somehow, you know, and so you got to send them for the Looney Tunes. Then then somehow they decide that, okay, we're going to figure this out instead of them just capturing them like good aliens (laughs) would do. They, they say, okay, well, we'll do it as a basketball game, which makes no sense. It's just, it's so contrived just to have the, the Michael Jordan plot point. Right. But like, we'll settle. Okay, fine. Like we won't take you. We'll settle this with a basketball game, an intergalactic basketball game. And then of course the bad guys cheat and they go to the real world and they steal the powers of various NBA basketball players who are quite good. And Charles Barkley being one of them.
1: Yeah. So we had Michael Jordan. We had Larry Bird and Larry Bird, Michael Jordan always had this thing going. So it's like they, they're they put up, they're, you know, having their little golf game together. So they're friends still. And then you've got uh his powers don't get taken. No, but he's just there. Charles Barkley, we got Here. Patrick Ewing, we have yeah, Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues, Sean Bradley, Larry Johnson. Yeah, those are the main ones. Yeah. And yeah. Yep. I'm just just like, what is this?
0: Yeah. So they steal their, they steal their powers. And then now the Looney Tunes realize that they are totally outnumbered. So instead of them, I guess, stealing the powers of other NBA players, because they don't have that those abilities, um, they just decide we're going to get one basketball player. They're also not maniacal that way. (laughs) Right. Right. But, but just one, like, we're just getting, we're not going to get a team of basketball players to help us out which would make sense, right? You think you would like stack your deck and and get a really good bench. And it's like, oh, if they need me, I'll play. I'll, I'll be on the team, but this is my team. No, they just get the one and he happens to be out of retirement. And then they kidnap him through the golf hole and he gets sucked into Looney Tunes land. And so this is a 2D live action hybrid film, which a large majority of the filming was done on green screen
1: for michael jordan acting to no one. <laughs> oh, poor michael yeah like there's just uh in the real world they think that there's some type of you know virus going around
0: i love that storyline i think it is so great
1: <laughs> i was like okay is space jam really predicting like covid shutdowns or something that's my conspiracy theory right there space jam was predicting covid <laughs> and the entire league get, being shut down because of this I, I, it's just insane insane yeah i
0: i love this i love the plot line of the basketball players who have lost their
1: quote-unquote <laughs> oh basketball
0: plat- yes. powers and it's just so funny the montage of them at the psychiatrist <laughs> and. Charles Barkley challenging the girl basketball team out, you know, to a game. And they're like, you're not Michael, you're not Charles Barkley. You're just some lookalike, you know, because he's just horrible. (laughs) And so they're like, get out of here. We don't want you. The (laughs) Like
1: he's like, he's, he's doing this like Barkley sad walk (laughs) to this, to this like Barry Manilow song. That's like, yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like, what is this music? Okay. And the music behind this is an epic soundtrack. Like, I you can't have oh. grown up in the 90s without having some recollection of most every song on this album.
0: Yeah, this album was six times platinum. Oh, totally. Fly Like an Eagle, I Believe I Can Fly. How many songs about flying can we get
1: in here? Let's do it. So <laughs>
0: many of these songs are just epic, amazing <laughs> classic this was a very 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 good soundtrack and then yeah the space jam theme song like everybody get up we're gonna jam
1: now oh marissa (laughs) loves this movie is the thing like she's actually we've had the dvd and she's watched it on multiple occasions and as i've been i was sitting in the living room watching this movie and marissa comes up and she sits down she's like oh this one okay so she's just like Mm -hmm. you know gets all comfortable next to me and then she just starts quoting along as this whole movie (laughs) keeps going and she's like that's my favorite part (laughs) like this part where Daffy comes in and is like says something and she's like had quoted before she's like oh yes and they lose all of their skills and they have to be sad oh it's great
0: (laughs) yeah it's actually interesting because the Looney Tunes were they're very well known as being the Warner brothers property. And they kind of had their golden age, you know, in the forties through sixties. And, you know, they've been around, but by the nineties, like, do you ever remember those Warner brothers stores? Yeah, like they used to have these Warner Brothers stores that were at the mall, and they had a giant Bugs Bunny and a giant Daffy on the side, kind of I, I think encapsulating, so. you know, as you entered in. And I remember going to those and loving the Looney Tunes stores, you know, the Warner Brothers store, and um, they had these really cool T shirts that were just kind of like a plain tee with a pocket, and then the character was embroidered in the pocket. Oh, nice so i always would get those t-shirts and i loved them but like looney tunes is so interesting because it really hasn't like they're classic and iconic right and i feel like even in our growing up we were very familiar with the looney tunes cartoons i feel like they were still getting at least some sort of play and replay um and then there, the wb network came around and so there were some spin-off shows that were created you know um Even before the WB was created, there was like uh, Tiny Toons Adventures, which is not necessarily the original characters, but new characters. Um, There was Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries. Like, I feel like they were trying to keep these characters prominent, um, but they haven't done a great job with it. And this was kind of one of the main things in the 90s that was Warner Brothers' attempt to keep their characters relevant, just like disney has continued to do that. And I think the biggest thing is the theme parks, the Looney Tunes characters have been in theme parks, but um, it's not necessarily, it's a Warner brothers
1: theme park. It's usually, um, you know, universal is where they they end end up, up you know, over like islands of adventure, which got bought out by universal. So, and it's mostly in Orlando, nothing in California. So you have a very regional connection to it in that way. And there's this one point in time where Wayne Knight, who's playing Stan, his publicity person. (laughs) And Uh um, if you watch Seinfeld, he played Newman. Anyway, uh, so he's like going through and he has this moment where he talks about like every single every single brand deal. Like he rolls into one sentence that Jordan has done. It's like right before the big game. And he's just like, oh. You're going to go grab your, grab your Jordans, get your Nikes, do this, and maybe grab a, grab a, and then maybe grab a, <laughs> uh, grab a Big Mac on the way in. Gatorade. Gatorade. It's like, he just like goes through the whole list of all of these. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And so right now I, I just w- did a quick search and I found a website called consequenceofsound.net. The link is going to be in the show notes. So if you want to click on that, it'll go to it, but it goes through and it, it like has videos of all of these commercials that he did since, like, back to 1985. So the Air Jordans, the original takeoff, and then it's got to be the shoes. Like, I mean, and then it goes to the Ultra Star hair products by Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. This was how this man made himself. Uh, aside from, you know, winning, being the biggest winner, like, specifically, you know, at the time, he was the most one of the, you know, on the team with the most conference championships. And the Chicago Bulls were... It and his, this era was just like full of amazing basketball players and this is one of the other ways that he made himself just larger than life. like, it just omnipresent almost. Like you could not live through the 90s and not know exactly who michael jordan was
0: so it's really funny we have some of these classic characters you know we have like a main group of looney tunes characters who we see there's bugs there's daffy a few ancillary characters that we see marvin the martian he's the referee there's granny she's sitting on the sideline you know it's air jordan Tweety is one of the main characters you know the, the ones that you would expect sylvester but um we introduce a new character called Lola Bunny. Ah, oh, Lola.
1: Well, at the 90s, they were really like pushing not only sexy, but incredibly over-competent, amazing specimen type person. Am I right in that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Lola
0: is your typical, she's just good at everything. Yeah. She's, yeah, like she's sexy. She's competent. She's don't call me doll. <laughs> you know, she's not putting up with... With any riffraff, you know, calling her names, she's not standing up for that. But it's just funny because she's basically presented just to have a more of a girl character because uh-huh. not many of the Looney Tunes characters are female at all, and we need someone who's actually knows what they're doing. And it turns out that like, hey, these tryouts for the for the basketball team but she's very competent basketball. She's great at basketball and then turns into this love interest for bugs, which it just comes out of nowhere, basically, you know, like you can tell she basically dunks on him yeah, literally (laughs) in the tryouts and she's so much better than him. And he's kind of like, wow, what a babe, what a woman sort of thing, you know, the, the, the jaw drop cartoon character. And then, you know, in the game, they, they get together and they kiss and it was just funny to me. I'm like, Oh, really? Did, did he need a love? interest as she was created specifically for this movie Uh
1: as far as pacing goes i feel like this pacing just was it was really just it had a section and it would ramble on in that section and then it would go to the next type of section and it would ramble on in there so it just didn't really feel like Mm -hmm. it was going in a really direct path and it doesn't feel like there was any real buildup to a story as you mentioned before it feels really contrived
0: it's like we need this basketball game with michael jordan playing with the looney tunes against you know bad guys how do we get right there?
1: but at the same time yeah. like i'm able to step back a little bit and just view and just kind of laugh at just the, the nonsense of this movie mm-hmm. and i can see why kids would have liked it and watched it multiple times just because it's like I don't know. I, there's just I. I can see how there were different shows growing up where I was like, you know, this kind of isn't that great. But you know, when I was younger, I was all into this, and this was all the characters were my faves. So it was just hit that that spot, I guess, for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, going back to you know moments that really hurt the film is when not really hurt the film, but just take away is the the part where the Looney Tunes have to go back to the 3D world or the real world and they have to get his pants uh-huh. and his shoes, uh-huh. you know, cause he's wearing golf shoes. So I definitely can't play in that. And so, you know, he has to go back to the house and it's undercover mission and they have to get around the dog and then the kids are in on it get the, get the shoes and then they go back
1: and it's like practice time. (laughs) Yeah. For everybody listening. I am so sorry that this probably seems just so chaotic this episode, because that's kind of how I left this movie feeling. (laughs) It's just like, what did I just watch? But there was this one part at the very beginning where the aliens are going to steal all of the basketball players, uh, talents and they're all in this like trench coat. And they're sitting next to this woman and she's like, I, uh, honey, I thought you were going to get better tickets this year. He's like, this was the best ones I could get, honey. She's like, well, there's this weird guy doing something weird in his raincoat. And I'm like, okay, this, this is definitely hashtag things. Kids don't catch when they're as kid. I'm like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh gosh.
0: Uh, Yeah. There's another moment later when he's talking to the, the, the therapist. And he's like, are there other areas where you're not able to perform? He looks at him. He's like, no. He's like, well, I got to (laughs) ask. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. There's just so many things. It's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. There's a lot of gags, you know, when he he walks into the the basketball gym and it's a total disaster. And they're like, nothing, a little spit shine won't clean up. (laughs) And they spit shine, spit shine. And then they get it super clean of course because they're tunes and then that's kind of where at the very end because michael jordan is in the tune world he's able to act a bit toony and the way that he's able to have his air jordan moment is by a fly like an eagle and he's flying and he's getting ready to dunk but no they stop him and then he stretches his arm like stretch arms strong (laughs) and he keeps going and going and going and boom he saves the day and First off, then there's that moment right before then where the bad guy, you know, the Danny DeVito character, you know, confronts him. And Michael Jordan's like, okay, well, let's take, let's like double or nothing. Let's do this offer. And I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, Michael, do not get invested in this. Like, (laughs) why? He's like, these are my friends. I'm like, are they your friends? They kind of kidnapped you so you could help them out. And, but you're still kind of kidnapped and you can't get home unless- yeah,
1: well, cool. so- and then there's the point where he's just everyone's like, oh, we're so nervous, we're so nervous. He's like, guys, let's just go out there and have some fun. And I'm like, easy for you to say, Jordan. You're not gonna like, you're not being threatened with a lifetime of servitude here, like of saying the same jokes every single night. Right. Exactly. So yeah, he gets himself involved in
0: this, and he was totally. He would be fine, win or lose. He would be fine. But he, then he's like, if if we lose, you can have me. <laughs> And then they have the little montage of Michael Jordan having to sign autographs forever and, and lose to ever. and I, I like the animation of the Michael Jordan character in, in that, but I was just like, Michael, no, that's not a smart move because you don't know what these guys are actually capable of. But because again, this is someone who just retired out of basketball. I know you're the greatest, like even Michael Jordan, probably 20 years like not having played basketball is better than 99% of the people playing basketball. Right. So like he's only one or two years retired from basketball. He's still going to do great.
1: He's going to be way better than me (laughs) in everything. Like (laughs) I just, I'm never going, no, there would be no way ever that I would be like, yeah, let's play Michael. No, thank you. So, you know, of
0: course the tunes win. All things are great. (laughs) (laughs) It ends up that way. Oh gosh. And then he goes back and he gives the powers back to the other NBA players. And they're kind of weirded out. They're like, it's Michael. It's Michael. First off, these guys are all on different teams, but they all happen to be hanging out in the same gym (laughs) just conveniently, (laughs) which would not be happening. They were the ones who lost their powers, powers. I keep saying powers, (laughs) like athletic abilities, (laughs) And so I guess they're just like moping around in some random gym and Michael knows where to find them and he's like, Hey guys, just touch the ball. And they're like all weirded out about it. I'm like, <laughs> my guys just touch the ball and then they get their powers back. And then, you know, they say, Well, hey, Michael, what you're you're too good. You don't want to play with us. You lost it. He's like, Oh no. And so then the very end, it goes back to Michael Jordan. He's returning to basketball, which obviously mirrors what happened in his real life. And off we go. Things are great, but (laughs) just the the concept of how this came together. like, how does a movie like this come together? So just like a little backstory of how this came together was in the early nineties, there were two Nike ads called hair Jordan and aerospace Jordan that featured Michael Jordan and bugs bunny. Well, and, and this, this allowed them to make some tweaks to the bug bunny character to modernize them, but they did so well. They figured, how can we turn this into a movie? Which naturally, Natural. so, okay. We have Michael Jordan and we have Bugs Bunny. Now we need to come up with a screenplay. And so, yeah, now we have space jam, which is very much a cult classic. If you go to this original space jam website, I think it's spacejam.com. Oh no. Is this still, up? this is one of the relics. Yeah. spacejam.com jam.com. I'll include this in the show notes this is so, this is like one of the great, this is one of the greatest websites in the history of websites because it's the original 1996 website. Like this was early days of the internet and, um, it is still alive and kicking. They haven't bothered to update it or change it or anything, which I personally love. And so, yeah, does this take you back? So you can click and you can see like the lineup had, Oh, it's so bad. Like the fact that this was someone's like This was a perfect, this was probably, who knows how much money was put into this. So much money. Uh, Souvenirs. You can click the, oh, go to the Warner studio store. It does go to the Warner brothers shop, which has been updated, but like press box, shuttle jam central. Then there's subcategories where you can find production notes, the filmmakers, photos from the film, the trailer.
1: Oh, the WB shop. It's like, okay, this is a normal site. (laughs)
0: Yeah. They've, they forwarded that back to uh, something
1: totally normal, but
0: Yeah, just play around clicking that. Like the worst part about this is the navigation. Like when you click on a page, like for example, Planet Basketball, there's like subcategories on here where you can go. They are overlaid onto a photo of like a basketball gym. And it says, player bios, the NBA, shooting hoops. And it's just from a modern day person, this is not how you set up a website. You don't have your links randomly in the middle of a photo, but it is so great. So go check it out. (laughs) But they're actually... (laughs) There actually is a Space Jam 2 that is coming out, which will be featuring LeBron James. He's one of the producers and the the logo was actually kind of leaked a while ago. One of the animators posted a picture of um, his door, you know, for production he's working on. I think it was one of the Bancroft brothers who worked on the original right. one is back. Yeah, Tony, Tony Bancroft and... Yeah. It's estimated to be released July 16th, 2021. Don't worry. Lola Bunny will be back along with, you know, Bugs, Daffy, Tweety, Pepe Le Pew, Marvin the Martian. And, you know, it's basically revamping this concept, but instead of Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny, it's LeBron James. And then of course there will be some other, I imagine, big, big name NBA stars that will be, but it's cause this film is just such a cult classic and people like can't let it go. I get, yeah. You know, and, and it is, it is the, the name of the game to remake everything. Of course. Um, Michael Jordan, I guess. Yeah. You know, it would have been interesting to make a sequel featuring a 30 year out Michael Jordan,
1: <laughs> I would, you know, 25 years I hope, post-retirement. I hope they have him in it at least. That would, yeah. A cameo would a be cameo great. A cameo would be perfect. Because then they would, so. he would be, like, Bugs, like, starts with Jordan. And he was like, sorry, I, I, I got to show you who the new people are or something like that. I don't know. Some yeah. type of pass the baton type of a uh, sequence. I don't know. I don't even know what to do with this movie. <laughs> there's so many things about Michael Jordan in general that I just really appreciate. And then there's, like, all the brand things on top of him. I just, I'm like, okay, <laughs> We all I mean it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> it's like when Mason said, Oh, well, he's riding with the general now. <laughs> it's like oh. right. <laughs> about the Snoop Dogg. Yep. <laughs>
0: it's kind of a ridiculous film, let's be honest. But I guess depending on how much nostalgia you have for it, whether it's a fun ride or a bumpy ride. So
1: with that, Chelsea, what would you rate this film? I would be really it would be really hard for me to give this up more than two and a half stars. <laughs> like really hard. <laughs> Even reaching up to that, like it's two to two and a half stars. If I would have had more nostalgia with this, then I could probably push it up to three just because, but I can't do it. (laughs) So two and a half. Two and a half from Chelsea. So I'm going to give it three
0: stars. You know, there's a lot of nostalgia with me in this film, having grown up with this film, watching this film a lot of the time. I I can quote the majority of this film as a result. However, it is just such a silly, (laughs) loony, film it is it doesn't really make sense and chelsea says that the pacing is like all over the place it feels very segmented where it's like there's this happens and then you go to this chunk and this chunk and i definitely can see how that how that is true but for me as someone who hasn't watched it you know grew up watching it a lot hadn't watched it probably in 15 20 years i still felt that it was pretty quick it was the pacing was pretty good on it um there are parts that are just you know weird and bizarre i really enjoy the 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 back in the human world with the nba players and their troubles and trying to figure out what's wrong with them and yeah, I enjoyed that and thought that was just a funny, funny moment. And probably one of the better parts of the film, to be honest. Like, I love that Charles Barkley scene. That
1: was the best scene. Like the sad Charles Barkley walk And but it's the music on <laughs> yes. top of it too. That's just like, oh man, this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's so many like
0: little gems in this movie that are hilarious and fun. I like Lola, but at the same time, like she's just kind of there to be uh, a hot love interest who's super talented at basketball and really, you know, capable in all things. Like, a yeah, it's cool. But yeah, so three
1: stars. Cool.
0: <laughs> all right, guys, let us know your thoughts on this movie. Go to rotoscorpus.com slash 193 to leave us your reviews. And yeah. That was Space Jam, guys. <laughs> I really think your enjoyment or not of this movie mostly has to do with, did you grow up watching it? But then again, you didn't grow up watching it, Chelsea, and you still, did you like enjoy it or you did not enjoy it?
1: Uh, once I started watching it with Marissa, I enjoyed it more. <laughs> I think that's All right. because it's, I mean, it's like watching it with a little kid mm-hmm. or like going to like a theme park with a little kid. It's always more fun. Christmas is always more fun with little kids. Uh, Just because you can kind of like see just the the simplicity of it and not be thinking of like how it should be. (laughs) And you can just like like accept it for what it is. Mm -hmm. And so once she came and sat down, I started enjoying it a lot more and judging it a lot less and just being like, all right, whatever, I guess we're on this ride. It's not something that I'm like, "All right, I want to go back and rewatch this." I may end up going back and rewatching it just to be like, "Why?" <laughs> but <laughs> outside of that, like I'm good. When you're watching it with little with people who are able to enjoy it, then your enjoyment of it is a lot better though. There's
0: space jam, y'all. <laughs> joining us for this episode of the animation addicts podcast our next episode is going to be klaus we are moving into the holiday season and i'm really excited to watch klaus i have never seen it before it's been on my list i just haven't gotten around to it i have checked it twice so we will be doing that and we have a diamond patron who will be joining us as well which will be super exciting but yeah until next time guys
1: we are the rotoscopers gotta get up let's do it so, <laughs> that was really not funny but that was not <laughs> I, <come laughs> back to, uh, I try okay like i i throw these things out there and it's like if they if they happen all the better if not you know i can always cut it in post <laughs> Ye- all right before we all right before we talk about all right before we dive into our review of the animation addicts no and just because there's a lot of you know muscle training that you do in these things that you just end up taking to th- some things easier. But it's just I, I I don't know where I was going with this.
0: You <laughs> <Neither> do why <I. laughs> uh, <laughs>